If you want to experience moments of joy, excitement, and satisfaction, visit the Honda Summer Spectacular event, where well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2018 Honda CR-V LX, part of KBB.com's 2018 Best Overall Brand. You've just entered car buying bliss. See dealer for financing details based on 2018 branded matures from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for information. Guys, Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. I hope everybody's having a great time, enjoying the warm weather. Good times, good times, good times. And we're going to talk about one of our favorite pastimes on Guys, Guys Radio today. We're going to talk about sex with our special guests, Celine Remy and Kevin Anthony, who are going to take us through their mastery course and also all kinds of issues that couples have when it comes to sex. It's not all fun and games, but it can be, and they're going to teach us how. So we're going to get to them in a few moments. Let's talk a little bit about um, Guys Guys Radio and what you're going to hear today. So as you know, Guys Guys Radio, this is the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. It all started with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love. That's right, The Guys Guys Guide to Love. It's a novel. It's about two men. The plot's about two men in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. But it's actually about love and relationships and communicating and doing the right thing and redemption and Reiki and lots of other stuff are woven into this novel that takes place in and around New York City in the fast-paced, backstabbing world of advertising that I know so well. So check it out. And if you get a chance, it's a lot of fun. And you can find the book, the physical book or the Kindle on uh, Amazon and all the e-tailers, and uh, you can still find it in some bookstores too. So uh, from there, we developed Guys Guys Radio. We've been at this. We're closing in on our 300th podcast. All our podcasts are available on Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn Radio, uh, iTunes. And if you want to help out the cause, because I'm bootstrapping this thing on my own to spread a message of when better men, better world, uh, just go on iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to Guys Guys Radio if you dig what we're doing here. Today, we're going to uh, we also, you can find me on uh, my blog, my syndicated blog at robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I.com. I'm all over social media, all the usual suspects, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Etc. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to find me, just Google guys guy and you'll see pages and pages of me. And we're here. We're here to make the world a better place. You know, the, the show itself, we started out basically dealing with uh, relationship issues and then it expanded into wellness and men's issues and sports and entertainment and books and metaphysical teachers and vibration and spirituality and all kinds of stuff all from this time to help men and women live their best lives uh, in a positive way, of course. This seems to be uh, more and more an awakening time where 
there's so many people who are realizing like, hey, is what we're being sold, is that all there is? Or is there more? And are we really on the right track? And there's more and more disgruntled people, particularly in our Western culture and in America, who are like, we're getting the short end of the stick here. And I think the powers that be, they don't want any pushback. They want to just keep people kind of humping away, if you will, at their jobs and paying their bills and digging out of debt and avoiding sickness and taking meds and eating processed food and all of that stuff. And I think what everybody's got to do is really step up and say, okay, how can I make my world a better place? How can I make my journey better? And I think the first place to start is with yourself. If every person says, I'm going to do the best I can to raise my frequency, raise my vibration, live the best, healthiest life I can, then I'll be able to be in a position to help others. Because if you don't help yourself first, it's really hard to help other people. And if everybody starts helping themselves, there's a carryover effect. It just spills and it spills and it spills. And the consciousness rises collectively. And I think what we get is we get kind of the consciousness that we have right now. We're in such a divisive place in the country. And a lot of that is self-inflicted based on what's happening, how people feel and uh, how the different points of view are pitted against each other. The whole thing with our current president, it's like everybody is all, everybody's tired of the whole uh, thing because it really, in the past, people didn't see things for what they were. And now you have somebody who comes in and disrupts everything and people are like, what's going on? Because disruption is a good thing. If you want, you don't want too much of status quo, but then you see some of the policies that have to do with our environment and tax breaks that are basically helping wealthy people out. The uh, continued escalating costs of healthcare, et cetera, et cetera. People are like, is this the solution? Do I have to pick between the quote unquote deep state and Trump? That's not much of a choice. So you got to go back to yourself and the place to look for your own value is not externally, it's internally. And one of the parts of our lifestyle that's so important is having a healthy sex life. And people are having all types of problems with sex and sex is a gift to us, to humanity, to be able to enjoy our physical bodies, enjoy our spiritual bodies, uh, connect and share love and spirituality together with a partner and, you know, even I, I, I talk to a lot of dating experts as well as uh, relationship coaches and uh, experts who deal with things like uh, what Kevin and Celine are going to talk about. And uh, to a person, everybody's telling me that this whole even dating is becoming so much like work and so much overthink that the, the romance has been squeezed out of it. And the fun of, of dating itself, uh, you know, Dating should be a fun sport. What's happened is technology has taken over and technology is a great gift. But, you know, whatever happened to walking up to a woman that you've never met in a bar and say, hi, my name's Lou. Can I buy you a drink? As corny as that sound, and you don't want to come on as Mr. Whiskey Breath hanging around in the bar. But one on one is how people connect. So we're going to learn how a couple Couples who are together can make the most of their sex life. So in a moment, I'm going to bring on our special guests, Celine Remy and Kevin Anthony, and we're going to be right back. Let me let our songstress, Raika Yagmani, who was a guest on the show, who's actually a dating coach in the Bay Area, she's put together a little operatic song for our show. You're listening to the God, God. Oh 
Okay, welcome back to the show. As I mentioned today, let's talk about sex, baby. How do you ask for what you want? How do you share your desires and what to do when your guy isn't performing in bed? That's a question a lot of ladies have, especially nowadays where there's so much porn and stuff and guys have this uh, unrealistic way of kind of looking at their partner and looking at sex and that they see all these hotties on Instagram and elsewhere online. And they think that, well, you know, that's what my girlfriend should be like. And well, not every woman's going to be built that way. And the first place to look, if you want to get a hottie like that is look in the mirror and see what you're offering up there. And I think uh, there's a, uh, an unrealistic viewpoint from a lot of guys out there as to what their expect- expectations should be. But we're in a society now where everybody wants what they want right now. And there's not enough circumspection. So guys are a little bit off, uh, off kilter that way in terms of uh, off point in terms of their expectations. And women are like, you know, I have to use, sometimes I have to use sex as the price of admission to date. And a lot of women want to date guys and have a relationship. And a lot of guys aren't sure who they are and they're scared away by me too. And, you know, you take all that stress uh, and then you put it into the bedroom and it's like, guys got to perform the ladies are waiting so what do you do so with that in mind let me tell you a little bit about our guests and i'll bring them right on here uh let's start with uh kevin kevin has not been on the show celine's been on here but kevin anthony he's a men's coach he's a certified tantra counselor and personal trainer uh, uh you could call him a modern warrior who brings the heart i love this and the sword of truth to everything he does he uh, he has a second-degree black belt. He also uh, works with uh, uh, Japanese swordsmen, and he's trained in uh, hand-to-hand martial art combat. In addition, he's spent many years helping people train their bodies and minds, and he's passionate about helping men to get deeply connected to their partner and feel the partner's energy so they can have more and better sex. That's a good thing. Thank you, Kevin. So... Celine Remy, she's a holistic sexologist and certified sexological body worker, and she offers a unique body-based methodology to crack open her clients through pleasure. Pleasure, I love that. She brings a, a amounts, vast amounts of joy and laughter in everything she does. She's been on her show before, and she's a lot of fun. And what she wants to do is get every man to, man to step up into his power with strength and sensitivity and every woman to experience the sex she desires and deserves and craves. So Celine teaches both men and women how to unleash their sexual potential, how to bring out the best in one another and have mind blowing sex for hours. And who doesn't want that? Of course, we all want that. And uh, her website, celineremy.com. So let's bring them on right now. They're going to be here together as a couple. Hello there, folks. How are you, Celine and Kevin? Hi, Robert. How's it going? We're doing wonderful. Thanks so much for being my guest on Guys Guys Radio. And uh, you guys have a, uh, I've been watching some of your videos online and checking out the websites. And Celine and I have talked before, and you, you're tackling a, a very touchy but very relevant issue with uh, relationships now. So, collectively, from both of your standpoints, what do you think the state of uh, sexuality is right now? <laughs> good, good question. You know, I was listening to uh, the way you sort of set up the whole topic. Uh, at the beginning of the show, and I really think that you're right on. There's an environment right now that's been created that, from a guy's point of view, makes a lot of men scared to even go out and date. They're afraid that they're going to say the wrong thing, they're going to be accused of a Me Too, or, or they're not going to know what to do, 
or even if they get past all of that, by the time they get to the bedroom, there's going to be so much stress and pressure that they're not going to be able to perform. And so we hear it from a lot of people that the, the stress levels uh, that are on from the men's point of view are really negatively affecting their ability to date and have quality relationships. Okay, great answer. Uh, what do you think, Celine? Um, what I see happening with a lot of women is, you know, as women have stepped up and being more in the workforce and being in charge of everything, and most women are lost as for how do I be more feminine and yet also be masculine and get things done, and it's like mm-hmm. they don't know how to shift gears and um, feeling kind of like I've got to do it all on my own, and at the same time, they don't know how to inspire the masculine anymore. So, again, there's a lot of frustration, a lot of stress, and just a lot of, like, place of not knowing how to get out of this vicious cycle because the more I'm like, okay, I can get this done, and I I don't need a man, but it's like I do want a man, and I'd like to invite one in, and I don't know how to do this. It's a vicious cycle where they can't get out of it. So that's mostly what I'm experiencing and seeing with the women I work with. Well, that's very about from both of uh, your answers. It's exactly what I've been hearing from all of the relationship coaches and dating experts that I uh, bring on the show. Um, it seems like uh, women, uh, the, the, the female relationship coaches that I talk to have up until now been saying that the biggest issue is like women and it all, it changes a little bit based on what part of the country, but a lot of them are saying that, you know, women have to dial down the kind of the alpha part of their personality when it comes to dating and they want, they want to date a, a real guy. Uh, they want a guy to be a guy. Uh, in the best sense of the word. And um, then you have the guys who they're, as uh, Kevin so aptly uh, articulated, you know, they're a little bit gun shy because they're, first of all, men are in a crisis anyhow, where it's never, in my opinion, it's never been a better time to be a guy, but it's never been less clear who men are. So you take that with all the changes going around, women are getting all of this overdue, long overdue recognition that they deserve and are on a straight line forward. And guys are a little bit, well, I'm not sure what my role is now because it's changed versus what the role was for my dad or my grandfather or whatever. And things have changed very rapidly. And now then on top of it, you get me too, where a bunch of bad actors have made it really bad for the nice guys that are out there. And I know that one third of women have been affected by me too. And another one third have been affected by me too and haven't reported anything. And that leaves one third who haven't had uh, been, you know, in a me too situation um, that's uh, quantifiable, if you will. So women have been getting a bad deal from guys and there's still a lot of guys who have been good guys and have not had bad behavior. And they just have to, they have that on top of everything. So by the time the couples get into the bedroom and it's time for like guy to like, okay, get it up and let's get going. Um, it's, they're like, whoa, that's, that's, that's been so much just to get there. So what I am hearing though recently is that now the men are more interested in relationships and the women um, are tired of chasing guys. Uh, and they're saying, you know what? I, I don't know if I, maybe I'll just, you know, do a sex thing because I don't, I'm just going to go. My only sure thing is just going from my career. The men thing is too quirky right now. So I can't wait for them. I just got to keep going. Um, I just want to state that and get your opinion on that for context. And then we'll jump into sexuality. I would say from the woman's perspective, you know, nothing in, in life is certain. Change is the only constant thing that we have. And if you are focusing just on your career, 
uh, how are you able to make room and invite the men in? And so I think, again, it's about finding that balance. But what are your priorities? Do you prioritize a career or, like, being, you know, ahead and, and crushing everyone? Or do you want to have relationships? And then you can bring that relationship within the career environment where it's more about the quality of interactions with the human beings that you're working with and surrounded with. So I think it's more about, I would say, the aspect of the relationship that matters. Okay. Kevin? And, and from the guy's perspective, you know, what people are really seeing or feeling right now is that they're in a really tough position. They're in a tough position because um, they want to be a man, but so many of the traits that we associate with really being a man are actually being frowned upon right now. Um, and so it's like, oh, they want to step up and they want to be a man, but they also want to be you know, caring and soft and all of those things, and they want to go more slowly, and they want to, you know, kind of take soft steps, and and those things don't create the polarity with the women. And so the men are right. really in this position of like, hey, I want to be the soft, caring guy, but I also want to be, you know, the man. And they're struggling between the two, trying to find that balance. And the problem is, is while they're struggling in there trying to find that balance, it's not really an attractive place for the women. Mm-hmm. Women, they, they actually want to be pursued. They want a man to step up and right. say, can I buy you a drink, like you stated earlier. But mm-hmm. the men are afraid to do that. So they're, they're floundering in this awkward space, and it's really killing the polarity between the two. Okay, let's take that now. Let's keep going. And well stated, Kevin, um, that we get the couples together. Now they're a couple. They're going to go to bed, um, and that pressure's on the guy. You, uh, one of the things I notice is uh, in Celine's website, why are so many men bad in bed and why don't they know it? Um, is that the case? And if so, um, is all of the things we're talking about, has that been the cause of it? Or is, is, do we have anything to quantify that? Or like, not every guy is bad in bed, but a lot of them, I think, are probably a little clueless because of the woman's anatomy and sexuality, like everything else with the women, they're much more nuanced than men are. Oh, they, they certainly are. You know, when, when, we, when we say the provocative headline like that, um, it's sort of a generic headline, and you can go so deep into so many areas. Uh, and I think why that headline is really relevant is because there aren't that many men that can really step it up in all of the different areas. So, for instance, not every man, say, has uh, an erection difficulty or premature ejaculation. So they function fine, right? So from that perspective, they're not bad in bed. But many of them then are lacking, say, the presence in the bedroom, which is a big thing Mm -hmm. that we teach. It's like, how can they really be present? Like, how can they really be paying attention to what's happening with the woman? It's like you said before, the women are so nuanced, right? And there really is a lot of nuance. Like, when you're going to have sex with a woman, You can't just be like, okay, like, here, we're going to do it like this. You have to be paying attention to all of her little signs and her signals and and what is her face saying, what what are her eyes saying, what is her body saying, you know, what what are her genitals saying, how do they feel, like, what's going on, are they getting wet, are they feeling stiff, like, there's so many signs and things that you should be paying attention to as a man, and that's an area that we really see a lot of guys kind of fall short. They just, yeah. they get in there, and even if they're physically working well, they're missing that extra bit. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it, from the 
Oh, go, go ahead, Robin. Is it, is it a love language issue, Celine? But go ahead with your answer, but factor that in also. Is it that guys just aren't speaking the same language sexually? Hmm. I, I think a couple things that happen. One is the mo- there's no real good role models out there for what really like awesome, mind-blowing sex looks like. There's one way, there's porn, sex education is drive, porn is performance, and many people don't see it that way and can't translate it into real life. So then it's like, okay, you see it mechanical being done a certain way on the screen, and then if you bring it exactly like this in the bedroom, it will lack that heart component that Kevin was talking about, that seeing beyond the physical. So sexuality is more than just physical. Sexual energy is energy. Energy is not just in the physical body, but it's like what's going on with like, is there expansion and like energy that's growing with their contraction. And so it requires the ability to have awareness and to be really present with, in the, in, in the moment. And most people, whether you're a, a guy or a woman, it's like most people live a thousand miles an hour. They're always distracted and they're like having a hard time focusing. And so they can't bring those qualities. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a myth to think that, hey, I can live my life a thousand an hour, never be present, never pay attention to my breath and my body, but then I'm in the bedroom and suddenly everything is going to shift. I'm going to be a master like a martial artist and be able to do all this thing with focus and diligence and be right there in the bedroom. And it's, 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 it's a totally wrong idea. You've got to practice those things in and out of the bedroom. So if you never show up in the day-to-day activities with that presence, and awareness and slowing things down, you won't bring those qualities to the bedroom. And those qualities are really what makes sex fantastic. So I really think it's beyond just the love language, beyond, hey, what does she like or want, but it's more Mm -hmm. about the subtleties and nuances. Okay. Let's get into a couple of the key uh, symptoms, if you will, of uh, when things aren't working out. And it's uh, the the male performance. Let's start there uh, for both of you, the, you know, ED has been an issue that's been discussed for the last 20 years or so, but it seems like in the last 10 years, PE has become, uh, I don't don't want to say more popular, but something that you're hearing uh, more about. I actually had been contacted by a company that had a, uh, a lotion. Uh, It was basically a desensitizing lotion. They wanted me to do some spokesperson stuff for it. And uh, I did a little bit of work with them, but I didn't want to be known as the PE spokesperson per se. So t- talk to us about wh- why that issue, what those two issues and um, what's going on right now and um, what we can do to uh, address them and what's uh, sure, the cause. You know, it's, it's interesting um, because when it comes to the ED part, we've definitely seen a big rise in ED problems. And a lot of that has to do with the, the um, stress of the modern day society. So that's an area where I think that we're seeing an increase. But what's interesting is how you pointed out that more people were aware of ED problems before, and it's only now that the um, uh, PE problems are starting to gain in sort of awareness. But uh, if you go all the way back to some of the early sex research done, uh, back to Kinsey and Masters and Johnson, and this stuff is decades old at this point, um, you know, you would see stats like the average woman takes 20 minutes or more to orgasm, and the average man is anywhere from three to five or maybe five to seven minutes. So 
um, we define premature ejaculation as any time that you ejaculate before you actually want to. Um, mm-hmm. And so when you when you look at it of like wow the average man I mean even in in the best case scenario in the early studies is seven minutes long. Well, in my opinion, then that means that premature ejaculation has been an issue basically the entire time, yeah. and it's only now <laughs> that so awareness is, yeah. is coming around to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, yeah. what we really want to do is we want we really want to help men and women both um, understand that there can be so much more to sex than five to seven minutes. You got it, Celine. <laughs> oh. I think I think there's a lot of stress in in nowadays life, and there's a component that I always talk about for people about the wisdom of the penis. And often we are now labeling so many issues, whether you have ADHD or erection difficulty or premature ejaculation or whatever. We're very quick in putting labels. But what right. is like? What's what's the wisdom of your penis? What is your body trying to tell you? You know, if you're not getting an erection, how's your relationship? Are you in a relationship where she's constantly, like, nagging, bleaching, complaining, basically cutting your balls off so that you, mm-hmm. you, your dick is like, uh, no, I'm not showing up? Or are you in a relationship with somebody who hates having sex with you and wants it over ASAP, and uh, basically your body's like, okay, let's kind of give her what she wants, so I'm just going to come really quickly. And sometimes those issues, let's call them issues, um, show up because there's something deeper going on in the relationship. But it's also like back to what I was talking about earlier with not having good role models. What we've been taught about what sex should be like, could feel like, is so limited and it's not, it's just scratching the surface. If we go from the print from start to finish model that we have, how quickly can I have an orgasm, whether I'm a female or male, you're really making the experience uh, half as good or third as good as what it could be. And so it's about transforming your approach to sex. It's about dining at a fine buffet food gourmet rather than a fat food. And that is really what changes mm-hmm. the experience. Yeah, and um, I, I love the, go that ahead. part. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that uh, no, I just wanted to add to that that um, I don't think uh, men have ever really been trained how to last more than that five to seven minutes. Like nobody ever really taught them like how do you control your own body and how do you control your ejaculation. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's probably a lot of overthink going on too. I remember, and I'm not saying this to. Uh, pat myself on the back, but, um, I didn't, I, I didn't have sex until I was like 17, um, back in the day. And I actually was in college. Uh, I didn't have sex in real intercourse in high school. And I drove out to five hours in a snowstorm to meet my high school sweetheart who was in another college and we had sex and it went for like, we went, for, I remember I looked at the clock. It was like 50 minutes long. And I was thinking, Oh, great. And she looked like she was she was shocked because she probably she had never had sex she was a virgin at the time and i hadn't thought about anything i was just just doing it and then you know as time goes on people men and i'm sure myself included you know we start overthinking and want to you know focusing on performance and it's like almost like you know artistic type of thing where you know you don't you get away from just kind of being instinctual um so you guys are both um, holistic 
and your approach. So it's not about take the little blue blue and little blue pill and all of that. So what are the ways um, that you advise your clients uh, to have stronger erections naturally? And sorry for the long setup to that, but I thought I'd just throw in a little anecdote. Well, the first thing is, like you said, we like the holistic approach, and it's to look at it from you can't have a strong erection if your body is not healthy. It's, it's really hard. So are you in shape? Are you exercising? Are you overweight? Are you having extra weight in the midsection? How are you feeding your body and nourishing your, your body from the inside out, you know, so that the blood can populate and all of that? What kind of nutrients are you sending to your body and therefore to your genitals? So what you put into your body will affect also how your body reacts. So these are kind of like the first place to look at. So being, you know, like exercising every day and eating well, having a lifestyle that includes relaxation if you're always on the go. You, you, you need to be able to come down, rain down, so that you have periods of rest, being in your parasympathetic nervous system, not always into the fight or flight, because the parasympathetic nervous system is what is responsible for your erections and strong erections. So reducing the stress levels are really key. And then quickly, as the last part, is the mindset. And there's a lot of that that we talk about in our Power Up Your Erection course with the mindset because the way you talk to or talk about your penis is also really going to affect how your penis is going to show up. So if you're constantly like beating yourself up or not talking about it in a nice way like or like thinking you're going to fail, that's usually what the experience is going to show up. So there's ways around like starting to think differently, seeing yourself as successful, building up that strong direction with a strong mindset. Okay. Absolutely. Um, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of this uh, pine bark, taking one pine bark tablet uh, and two organines? Uh, so we, we have heard of that. And there, you know, there's, whether it's pine bark it's for, or it's for uh, blood blood flow basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's athlete, um, athletes do it too. It's not just for sex, but as a as a side side effect, if you will, there's a good side effect because it keeps the blood flowing to that area of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, so increasing the blood flow obviously is going to help because uh, erections are a vascular you know type event. Um, so those things are definitely supportive. But, you know, you mentioned that we're uh, taking a holistic approach, which is really true. And the reason why is because, you know, if you don't take a holistic approach, you're not creating a a sustainable change, right? Right. So if you're taking a pill or you're doing a pine bark or you're doing whatever, you might help the situation. But overall, in the long term, down the road, however many years, you're still going to be plagued with this problem over and over again. You're still going to be taking whatever supplement um, or whatever pill that you were taking before because you haven't really addressed the root cause of the problem. So um, things like uh, increasing blood flow are great. In fact, uh, in our course, we teach something called the NO or nitric oxide uh, workout where we're teaching you how to do a simple, fast, easy, and fun workout that's designed specifically by a doctor to increase nitric oxide, which of course will help with the vasodilation and and Mm -hmm. then increase your erections. And so, you know, 
really, it's not just about taking a pine bar. It's not even just about doing a nitric oxide workout. You've got to do all of these things. So Celine mentioned that there's uh, physical things like, are you overweight? Do you have too much um, excess fat around the belly, which is a, a sign of low testosterone? And there's all these other factors physically. And then there's the whole mental side. So, like, I know for myself personally, you know, as you mentioned in the bio, yeah, I'm a martial artist. I do a lot of physical activity. So physically I'm in good shape. But where I notice the difference is in stress levels. When I'm working too many hours, too many days, that sort of thing, I can definitely see how that affects my sex drive, how that affects the frequency um, of my erections and things like that. And so if you don't take the holistic approach, you're not going to be as successful. Got it. Um, let's see. So when you guys work together, do you usually have couples as clients or men or the women bring their men to like, you got to go see these folks? How does it usually work with you guys? <laughs> so um, it's funny because we, every time we go somewhere, so we go often together to parties and we talk about the courses we create. So the way we work together is through online courses. And uh, the women are like, oh, my God, you must get my guy to watch this, this, this course. Like, how can I get him to sign up? So we see that happen a lot, and it's a very funny experience. Um, when we work uh, usually in person, it's mostly me who works with, with either couples just men or women, and because I work also with the body. As a sexological body worker, I'm trained to work on the physical body, hands-on, pelvic floor release, teaching people to feel their orgasm, find their pleasure, like it's kind of unlock the owner's manual for their bodies. And uh, sometimes we do a combination of both where they will come and see me in person and do some really badass things, especially for men, with Kevin because he's got all these different trainings and, and the shift that happens when a guy finds that spot within himself of like he's really like inner badass masculine strong dude, then once he experiences that through all the different methodology that Kevin offers, he can bring that same strength into the bedroom and so that's pretty fun. So we're having a lot of fun with our clients. Okay. <laughs> we sure do. Um, we, we, okay, let's move to the next question. We don't have to go back and forth for each each question. Let's just just be organic about it. Um, mindset and healthy habits uh, that you guys talk about um, on your website, etc. Let's put that in context. A lot of people for sex, okay, uh, a woman has a drink, she loosens up a little bit. A lot of women like to have a glass of wine or two to loosen up. For the guys, you know, alcohol can be work the against them sometimes. Then you've got weed. So people like to get high and then it kind of, it's more sensual experience to have sex. And so how do you, um, how do you advise your clients in terms of uh, these uh, uh, healthy habits? What's in, what's out? This, this, this is actually a great question because uh, we consider our bedroom to be like, we, we called it the other day, the love lab, right? So we like to use ourselves uh, as guinea pigs to see like, well, what would happen if we did this? And like, how would this affect us? So um, maybe a little bit of substance, if it helps you to relax is okay. But other than that, it tends, in our opinion, to be more of a distraction. So mm -hmm. coming back to the idea that, 
you know, we use our own bedroom as, as the love lab. Um, so, uh, you know, here where we live, uh, marijuana is totally legal, even for recreational use. So we'll state that up front. We decided to do an experiment recently where we said, hey, why don't we try some, because we don't, neither of us normally um, would smoke, but we decided to try some and then make love and then see how that affected the experience that we were having. And what was really interesting about that experiment was that we found we actually had a more difficult time really connecting. It didn't affect our physical bodies as far as like, you know, can I get an erection or anything like that, but we were finding that normally we're so, the two of us are so deeply connected and we feel everything that um, we were actually having trouble connecting at that same level that we normally do. And Celine, you can talk about your experience, but she was having trouble really feeling me. And so I found that like, I had to really step up my energy. I had to be actually more forceful with her in order for her to be able to actually feel me. So maybe, Celine, you want to talk about your experience with that experience. Yeah, exactly what Kevin was saying. I was really surprised because, like, I'm usually, like, a small little thing, and I feel it, and I get turned on, and I could not find the turn-ons. And so it actually numbed me out. So personally, I, I'm not a big fan of substances because I believe that I can get high on the sexual energy and there's something more to it than if I take a substance of any kind, I, it, it numbs my senses, it, it dulls me out. And I miss all the real energy that is there. And in order to feel it, I really had him to like, like put more energy, like literally so that I could really start to feel something and I couldn't feel those subtle nuances that usually give me so much joy and pleasure. So we were very, very surprised with that discovery. So again, you've got to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. And if you need to be able to relax as one way, I'm like, well, it's better if you can relax. But I also think that it, you shouldn't use it as a crutch, that sometimes people do this because they're too afraid of being really, truly vulnerable, of being really, truly seen for who they are, of being truly, like, open. And so the substance kind of have a pretend that you're open and that you get there, but there's still a screen in front of it. And so I say, like, remove all screens and just show up exactly as you are. How about, um, okay, let's take outside stimuli to the next area where it's not, you're not taking, you're not drinking or you're not smoking pot, but it's part of the, uh, it's part of the experience for a lot of people. And it's a, an exchange of power, the whole S&M thing, where it's about power control and relinquishing and trust. And um, that can become a habit also in a good way and a not so good way. How do you uh, talk? What's your perspective on that? Uh, because it's more and more prevalent because now uh, so many people, ha- power is an issue in our lifestyle. The people in power, they want to subjugate. And then the people who don't have power, they want to kick ass. So in a lot of, t- a lot of times. So how does that whole dynamic, how do you weave that into the tapestry of uh, being a loving couple? Without it becoming well, think, a uh, without it becoming something that gets in the way actually of intimacy. Exactly, and that's that's the fine line with it. So uh, with BDSM, um, I think there are some things that can be really positive, and then some things that can be kind of negative. And I think that for the people involved in it, they have to be very conscious of how they're doing it. So 
as you stated, there's some really great things that people can learn from BDSM about boundaries. So a lot of people aren't very good at setting boundaries. And one of the great things that BDSM can teach you is how do you set a boundary and how do you hold mm-hmm. a boundary. Um, so that's a fantastic thing that, that people could learn from BDSM. Um, um, the whole sort of switching power roles is another thing. You know, how does somebody who's always in alpha, and this is something you see a lot in BDSM, people who, who uh, are subs in their daily life, they're in this super powerful position making decisions all day long and commanding people, right? And then they get in the bedroom mm-hmm. and they're a sub, and you're like, wow, I, I can't wrap my mind around that. And that's really just because for them, that's a safe place where they can let go and they can be in that role. So from those perspectives, there's some really positives. Uh, to the BDSM world. But what we do see sometimes with clients is that the BDSM, a BDSM thing gets in the way in a sense that it's kind of like the marijuana experiment where it's numbing them out to the experience. So if you need to be paddled so hard that your entire ass is black and blue just to feel something with your partner, then that's a sign that there's some sort of a problem, there's some sort of a disconnect. <laughs> I got you. I got you. How about the whole take? Let's take that to the next step where it's a routines, if you will, with a lot of guys, guys can become creatures of habit and uh, we're kind of simple creatures in some ways where, you know, in a lot of relationships, if everything's going okay, the guy doesn't say anything and assumes that everything's okay, which is a tragic mistake because a lot of times women have issues because they pay attention and notice little things and they don't say anything though. And resentment builds up, whatever. And then the dam breaks. So, and a lot of times that sexually uh, guys, because uh, they're visually driven many times, they like a routine, like, okay, they like their girl or woman or uh, wife or whatever to wear a certain outfit and like give them the show. And then that's their thing. And that's it. Then they, that's it. That's what they expect. And that's it. And for a woman that becomes kind of over time, you know, there's a flat, it's flattering to a to an extent, but it becomes boring for them. And they're like, not, do I have to suit up again for this guy? So how do you, how do you address that? So just like, or tell me I'm wrong. We eat eat three times a day, right? And that might be your favorite meal. If you want to eat your favorite meal, every single meal, (laughs) every single day, you would get bored with it. It won't be your favorite meal anymore, no matter how much you love it. And I believe that with sex is the same. So first of all, like setting an expectation that every single time sex has to be mind-blowing is probably not going to be real. Like, uh, we're going to be honest, is our, if, when we make love, we don't have mind-blowing sex every single time. Sometimes we go like, okay, that wasn't like as deep or powerful as, or as many ways. But we don't start thinking, okay, we're going to have like, 10 orgasmic waves, and it's going to look just like the last time we had sex when it was over the top. We're just like, how are we showing up today? What is present today? And how can I enjoy what I have today? How can I savor what is? And I think that's really important. So it's awesome to know what turns your partner on. And it's awesome to use it sparingly when you're like, okay, today I'm in the mood to give to this person. I know he likes, I don't know, this particular outfit, so I'll wear it or I'll do this because I want to give this gift to my beloved. So it comes from a place of like wanting to give that person. 
But also, like, discover if we have more than one nerve that irrigate our genitals. And if we only use one pathway to pleasure, you know, what you don't use, you lose. So it's important to discover what are the other ways that you can get turned on. There's more than one route to pleasure. And take the time to figure out all the different roads and see which ones you might prefer. There's some you might travel more often. And there's some that you might like to go, you know, every now and then because it's a different road and it's a different kind of pleasure and it feels good too because in the end, pleasure is pleasure and it's awesome. What is a woman to do if her guy's not uh, delivering? <laughs> okay, so Kevin's pointing at me. He's like, you're going for that one. We, we're always looking at each other like, who's mm-hmm. there? Um Honestly, she has to be honest. The first thing is to be honest about her not being satisfied, but not when you're having sex. Have a talk, a heart-to-heart conversation outside of the bedroom at a time that you both feel okay, not when you're like totally worn out after a full day of work. Like make a, make a time and say, I'd love to talk about our sex life and how to make it better. Focus on the positive. Focus on what's the outcome goal if you're not satisfied. What is it that you really want? Is it, you know, you want physical satisfaction, you want more closeness, you want a deeper intimacy? Tell him what the end goal is. I'm going to talk about this really difficult subject, but my goal is to bring us closer. My goal is for us to have mind-blowing sex. So always look at that positive outcome that you want. And, and when you're able to have a relationship where you can say the hard and difficult things, be like, I'm not really satisfied, or when I'm being touched a certain way, it doesn't feel good. Being able to receive it on the other end as the man, be like, thank you. Thank you for sharing your truth. And then you can go into the fix-it mode, like, what can I do to make it better? But I really think that communication piece and honesty and integrity are really essential. And also God. compassion. You've got to add compassion in there because mm-hmm. as guys, so much of our identity is, as men is tied up in our sexual performance. And so if a woman comes to us and is, is like, look, i got to tell you, this, this just isn't working for me. This isn't good. Like instantly that's like ego deflating, right? So, you know, if a woman's going to come to me and say, hey, I want to talk to you about our sex life, what I need is honesty, but what I also need is, is some compassion. And don't make it a blame game. You do this, you do that. It's just got to right. come from a place of here's where we are, here's where we'd like to be, how can we get there? Okay, let me ask one more question on, on, on that, and then we'll, and then we'll wrap after that. But there's an issue now uh, that people don't talk about too much, uh, but a lot of times and I, I, one partner doesn't is not – at a certain point is not interested in sex. I don't, I'm not talking about, I have a headache type of thing. I'm talking about married couples. A woman has a baby. A lot of times, not a lot. Of, I, I can't quantify this, but I'll say on occasion, there's relationships where the guy's still a total horn dog and the women, their wives, they don't want to have sex with them. Have you heard this? Oh yeah. I mean, this is, they're this just is not into sex. Is. This is a big issue, but I would suggest that if if the physical issues were taken care of, so let's say a woman just had a baby, right? There's massive hormonal shifts that are happening, right? So she's going to need some time to get her body back in balance. But if the physical stuff is taken care of and there's still no lack of sex, there's probably some psychological things that are between the two. And I would suggest that if you fix both physical and psychological, that most likely 
um, that attraction, that desire would return again. But in some cases, it may not. And if it doesn't, there are other strategies then for both people to be able to stay together and satisfy the needs. I don't know if you wanted to add more about what those strategies might be, Celine. Um, I, I just want to say that it is normal to go through ebbs and flows, and after physical changes like pregnancy or even grieving, like losing somebody, a parent, or moving, like any like big major stressful things, it will affect your libido. The one thing, though, to remember is you don't need to be in the mood in order to have sex. You can create the mood. And that's really the thing we teach a lot is once you've decided to be together and you are in a partnership, you know, I, I don't always want to have sex with Kevin. And sometimes I'm tired. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'd rather read. But then I remember what it gives us. Why do I have sex for? And then the mood comes through the, the doing it. And our mind often just gets in our own way. So if we can just shut the fuck up for once, quiet those monkey minds, and just like be in our bodies because we are in physical bodies. And that's kind of one of the perks of being a human is that we can have those experiences with our senses. Once we give our senses priorities, they take over. Okay, you guys are fantastic. I've really enjoyed this. This is Guys Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. A special guest, Kevin Anthony, Celine Remy. You have a Power of uh, and Mastery series. Why don't you tell our listeners about where they can find you guys and about the series? Sure. So uh, you can find the Power and Mastery series at powerandmastery.com. You can also find it from Celine's website, celineremy.com. And the Power Mastery series is a three-part series Part one is helping men with erection difficulty. Part two is helping men with PE or premature ejaculation. And part three is helping men really step into being uh, sexual masters. And that's, it's, that one's titled Sexual Mastery. So it's all these things that we're talking about, being present and um, all the different skills for creating the polarity and the attraction and the desire and all of that. And, and we really designed this course to be able to have any man from wherever they're at, whether they're struggling in the beginning or they're getting close to mastery, there's something in there that's going to be able to take them to the next level. We're really excited about this program. Fantastic. Celine, any parting thoughts? I just want to say start today, like make pleasure a necessity and not a luxury and just like enjoy it every day in your life. And I want to mention too, um, if you go to my site, selingremy.com, I have a sex vault. And I want to invite every listener to join us in the sex vault. It is designed for men, women, couples. There's over 20 videos of things that you don't find anywhere else with ways to like amp up your sex life, connect with your body, drop the shame, and it's all for free. So that's all to help you get powered by pleasure, and we want to invite you to join us. Fantastic. Hey, listen, you guys have been great, and I really enjoyed this. And uh, it's nice to have a couple uh, of experts who approach this issue holistically. So I commend you on your work. Keep up the good stuff. And uh, you guys, you're both guys, guys. So thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Robert. It was so much fun. (laughs) All right. Okay, stay well, and uh, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'll do my Guys, Guys, Guys of the Week, and then we'll wrap up the show. Thanks, guys. 
Thank you. The Guide Guide Radio. All right. We're back on Guys Guys Radio, and I will do my uh, Guys Guys Guide of the Week. And since it is summer, let's talk about fishing and dating because they're not so different. So you have to have some of the uh, some of the same aspects of uh, fishing when you're looking for dates. So number one, you want to check the surf. They don't call it surfing the internet without a good reason. And if you got to be online these days, if you want to meet, you want to meet new folks. So uh, check out the internet, check out the apps that are out there and check out um, the dating sites and make sure uh, that you don't just rely on those things um, as the only way to meet a partner, but take full advantage of the technical thing. Um, Secondly, fish where the fish are. So besides surfing the internet for love, summer is the perfect time to get outside and meet new friends and lovers. So don't stay inside. You got to get outside. You got to go where the people are. You got to fish where the fish are. So you might want to, you want to see people in good shape, maybe go for a run in the park, go to a ball game, have a cocktail at a sports bar or a cocktail lounge, out, take an outdoor class like sailing, kayaking. You know, you can meet men and women everywhere in the, in the warm months. You can see them at the beach. Uh, outdoors is the place to be. Uh, or you can take a yoga class. And there's outdoor yoga classes. There's beach yoga classes. You can take a wine tasting class. You can take a, uh, all different types of take classes. See, I, I, would, I would recommend an outdoor class during the summer. But the, the bottom line is you fish where the fish are. You go where the people are that you want to meet. And during the warm weather in the summer months, people are going to be outside. And you can have fun doing whatever you're doing. At the same time, if you're having fun, you're going to be in a much more natural, organic place to, to meet a potential partner. Um, also, when you're fishing, you've got to use the right bait. So uh, you can do better than hot dogs and ketchup, I'm sure. So you, what you want to do is uh, throw some colorful veggies on your plate also. You know, in these days of judging one another to no end, a new friend will check out what and how you eat. So when you go out, make sure that you're ordering the right thing. Uh, Don't overthink it, but try to eat healthy when you're on a date and um, eat neatly and don't just uh, don't over drink and dress appropriately when you're going out there. So you want to look good. You want to feel good. You want to behave well. That's using the right bait and then get out there fishing and reel them in like a pro. So it's summer, get out there where the people are meet, greet, smile, get in shape, put on your best self. And it's basically, it's, it's all about just being there, fishing where the fish are. So that's how fishing and dating are kind of alike during the summer months. So keep those tips in mind. And uh, I, I hope you catch the catch of the day. And it's the catch of the summer. And maybe it's even the catch of your life. You never know. I met my wife on uh, July 30th, it was, on a match date. And we've been together ever since. So it can happen. So Guy's Guy of the Week, which I held to the end of the show, let's say it's the old man from Ernest Hemingway's novel, The Old Man in the Sea. Why? This is a guy through thick and thin and through bad weather and everything. He stuck to his strategy and ultimately he landed the fish. So anyhow, that's our show for today. Uh, Guy's Guy's Radio. We're going to see you again soon. I hope you're having a great summer. Remember what I always like to say, Guy's Guy's, finish first.